The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. So, what are we having today? Well, it's Friday. Yeah. TGIF. Yay! And when it's Friday, we always have the perfect martini. Yeah. It's, it's due. It's a nice way to end the week, you know? Mm, especially this week. Yeah. Rough week, but it's Friday. It's great. So, this is our standard martini. It's... Eight parts of Tangeray Dry Gin, lemon yep. dry. Because we make doubles and two drinks. Two big doubles. Yeah. And it's eight to one. So it's one part of Dolan Dry Vermouth and then 12 drops of orange bitters. Yep. Yep. Then I stirred it nice and slowly in mm-hmm. ice so I didn't let the ice bruise cubes the touch gin. or bruise the gin. Yeah. And then I let it sit for a minute while I got my orange peel ready. Beautiful. Poured the gin. And I trim my orange peel and I squeeze it over the ice cold glasses, dropped the little twirls of orange peel into the martini, and here you have a Voila. martini. Voila. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Oh, the fragrance is so beautiful. Oh, that is perfect. So smooth. It's hard to get more perfect than that. That's why we love this gin. We've been trying other gins lately, some... Mm you know, borderline cousin gins yeah. of London Drives, like recently a Plymouth. And it just doesn't have the forward botanicals that we like in Tangeray. No, it's really something. Tangeray is really unique. It's not, you know, a lot of people will talk about vodkas or gins and say, this one's really smooth. And I yeah. often will taste that and I'll say to myself, it doesn't taste like much, but alcohol, right. you know, but Tangeray gin has the botanicals are very forward. The juniper is very forward. Yeah. Well, it's actually not so forward that it's overpowering. No, no. It's like we it, like it. It's true. And it balances nicely when you add the vermouth and the orange bitters. You know, it just makes yeah. a really beautiful drink. Yeah. And for me, there just isn't a way to improve this, actually. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's perfect. Well done. Yeah. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder. 
a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. Concerning Littleton, chapter 18, mm-hmm. give and take. Quick summary of the chapter is hard to do because there's so many characters moving around. But It took us a while. <laughs> it took us a while to figure it out. Yeah, but we got it. We got it. So the characters in this particular scene are Sarah and... Christina. Christina. And Nora. And Nora. But the way it starts out, and I think Mako might have made a little... No, like, I don't think... Timeline was... error because... I'll I'm tell not... you why. I'll tell you why. Here's why. So it starts out by saying Sarah got to work. And she was the only one there. There's no one there, right? Well, she got to the office. She got to the office. No yeah, one there. No right? one there. And then there's a, a bit of like, dialogue. And then Nora's there. And then Nora's like, you guys are ready for lunch, right? So yeah. there's, like, there's like a bit <laughs> oh, of time. Oh, the time thing. The but time thing knows? is a bit confusing. But to put that aside. And what you have is Sarah, I, and Christina. As they're carrying as some they, copy paper boxes yeah, back. to put in a closet or something. And what Sarah notices is Christina's wearing a little, like, color kitty bob in her hair, and she bends over, and she's got this nice little round ass that suggests diapers. And Sarah, being Sarah, because she's a sadist. And she's already dealing with a diaper, Aiden. With Aiden, right? Yeah, so she's like a sadist, so she starts, like, pressing on Christina's ego around her diaper situation, which which is actually, it's it's a very interesting thing, because we're talking about the access to humiliation, right? Sadistic humiliation. Sadistic humiliation. It's like finding something that the person that you're humiliating wants you to talk about but doesn't want you to talk about in a way. Right. Right. Now, the only thing I would say is consent, again, consent, 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 consent because they're not in a, they're not in a relationship. No, but they're also flirting. This is kink flirting. Okay, but this I'll is kink say it's kink flirting. It's still consent. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're a peace, consent purist, you're going to say, hey, before I humiliate you, can I have your well, permission? Well, that's not going to happen. No. What you're going to do is be patient and yes. not act in the moment because you're mature <laughs> and you're going to develop a relationship with the person to then develop consent. But that takes away the spontaneous. Uh-huh. Words. Everyone says that. I yeah. Understand. All she wanted was my dick and her pussy. I know. That's not right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back to the story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah gets to a point in this conversation where she actually confronts Christina in a way that's very humiliating to Christina because she actually says out loud, because remember... Well, wait a minute. She t- she presses her on the diaper thing. She did, yes. But I'm saying it, it gets to a point where she confronts her on that she now has poopy diapers loud enough for whoever is in the door that crack to hear it was nora she she knew nora was coming in the hallway she thought what better to have an audience so she actually delayed a couple statements yes to get you know christina intrigued to answer and then asked and then made the statement about the poopy diapers and so nora's coming into the room while christina's turning pale then red and blushing and so christina's deeply humiliated yeah and sarah's like fucking loving it she's just like feeling her pussy get hot and her nipples yeah. harder yeah and then nora steps in and, and who loves watching this loves happen all it's all a voyeur thing Nora's this, this, her own can you story. imagine this is all happening you know, at work <laughs> i know yeah so <laughs> in the end nora dismisses christina she sends her off for lunch and she tells her to take a, two a hour long lunch, lunch. Right? <laughs> long lunch 
because she's eyeing Sarah and she's going to want to not deal with Sarah. So what happens next is actually very interesting because it's a conversation between Nora and Sarah. Mm-hmm. In this case, Sarah, who's a complete fucking slut because she's turned on by Christina and now she's turned on by Nora being aggressive. Right? Well, Nora's the one that abuses her. Exactly. Yeah. So Sarah's just like this slut. She's wet all over the place. Yeah. But anyway, she gets to a place where Nora steps in front of her and slaps her face and then slaps her face again, and then slaps her face a third time. But before she slaps her face the third time, she goes, because Sarah is trembling, Yeah. Christina says, why do you want me to slap your face? And she goes, because I hate it. She basically... Because they have agreements already. They have agreements, but they get at the heart of the relationship between a a sadist and a masochist. Well, for her, this is she loves it because she hates it. Yes, in this particular situation, Right. right? Right. So... As a masochist, her relationship to pain is she hates the pain, but she wants to experience the pain. Or she hates the face slapping, but she wants to experience the face slapping. And Nora's relationship with it is, I fucking love slapping her face. She's a sadist, right? <laughs> Yeah. I just love it. I love slapping her face. And, and you see- watching what happens. And watching what happens, right? You see Sarah being used by Nora, and then you see Christina being used by Sarah, yeah. And it's this very interesting sort of give instant switch. Yeah, it's a total it's give a and take. Total give and take, right? So that's yeah. kind of the essence of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots to unpack there. A ton to unpack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. But so, I like the chapter. I like the actually, yin and yang of it. I like a, it. Yeah, it's a good chapter because it's a very kinky-oriented chapter. Mm-hmm. But also, like, there's a lot of relationship stuff. Well, and there. I'll share this with... The audience and Mako particularly, because this actually led, we read this chapter and then actually had a conversation unrecorded that was pretty interesting and deep about our own dynamic and that we're sex explorers. So we're kind of on this journey and especially because we're switches and we're trying to navigate what this means based on our primary dynamic of a DS. And so how does that relate? And how do we move through that world back and forth? And so I just think this chapter alone led to a fantastic conversation. Yeah. So, you know, we did, we had a really great conversation because as switches, one of the things we're confronted by is what does switching mean? Right. Now for me, it's a space where I live in arousal. Right. Right. Of course. As a dominant yeah. Yeah. or as a submissive. Right. I just, because for me, my. That's how we experience it. My experience lives in the arousal factor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can be very aroused as a dominant. And I can mm-hmm. be very aroused as a submissive. What I haven't figured out how to do is be aroused like back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like they feel like different head spaces. Yeah. You yeah. would have to be. I don't know what that means for us. Maybe we explore a future hypno kink that is a suggestion to both of us because we know already with the hypno kink I've done, I'm in a suggestible state, but you as the administrator of that are, we believe we've talked about this, that you're also getting primed in your space Sure. at the same time. Yeah. It's complicated. I mean, I feel like the, Mm, let's call it the sensuality of the moment is the thing that I'm like, curious about. Right? That's the nirvana I'm going but, yeah, yeah, that's the place. Because for me, exploring as a sex explorer what it means to be a sexual creature doesn't have parameters. Like It's not like there are boundaries that you say, 
you can't cross this boundary. Right, right. Like you, it just, it's just a, it's, it's an a, exploration. It's a, right? Yeah, it's you don't know infinite. where you're going. It's you don't know where you're going. So we've done some things. We've done, we've done some like uh, big S curves, right? We've yeah. done some big S curves on, <laughs> yeah. this, on this exploration. We're, and this slalom has been very wide. Very wide, right? So now what we're trying to do is narrow the slalom so that we can both play in both places all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be kind of like the 360 degree experience, right? Like I think the, that is. It's, yeah. it's something, maybe it's attainable, maybe it's not, but we're actually discerning and distilling ideas that we've never thought of before in the context of really being a reality. Like it's been maybe foreseen as a fantasy, but not as something we're going to be intentional about trying to create. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it is that you have to be intentional. Because I think our dynamic was intentional. Yes, for sure. I think that's interesting. I think that as a sex explorer, what I'm interested in pursuing is not the intention, Mm -hmm. but the experience, right? So as the experience occurs... That's how I get the experience is being intentional. I think that's an access point. I think being intentional is an access point. Mm -hmm. But then you're in the experience, right? It's kind of like, you know, I want to go to space. I'm really going to work on going to space. I get to space. Now I'm in space. And right? is it great? And is it great, right? So now what I'm interested in... How to make space great. How to make space great, right? And the way for me, the way I'm thinking about it is take away the barriers, right? Mm-hmm. Take away the restrictions, take away the constraints of self-imposed limitations uh-huh. and just experience it, how it occurs. Yeah. And you see, if it occurs like that, like I'm, I'm deeply aroused by you as a dominant and I'm deeply aroused by you as a submissive. So sometimes when you fantasize, you imagine me in a dominant mode yes. versus, versus like the other day you said something like, oh, when you're slapping your pussy, I, I imagine me fucking someone and you slapping their pussy. And I think- No, no, it was other around. I imagine well, no, fucking you wait a minute. and somebody else slapping your pussy. Well, that's what you said. So well, I first took, I first I took that and was like, huh, I wonder if he wants me to be dominant in that way. Right. And so now you're clarifying, but the, yes. the, which is totally fine. And it makes sense because there's a power control there, like in a fantasy, like, you, you know, yes. in your head, how yes. you're, how you're thinking about things. And like, even when we're having a scene, like we just did, it's amazing because there'll be moments where I feel the urge for switchiness. And it's not because it's amazing because it, because if I switch, I am moving into power but the motivation of the switch while we're in play doesn't seem to be coming from power with you. Where it comes from is desire and how to provide even a greater sensation to my partner in the moment. So sensuality. Right. right? So isn't that interesting? It is. Because a lot of times when you switch, it's because you're moving from power to submission, right? That's the motivator. But with you, it's not the motivator. No, if it's in context of us moving between roles, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we go straight to our role and we know what we're doing, yeah. I'm just there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I noticed that today. I was like, really like, what's, what well, makes me yeah, want So we had to... a high protocol scene today and you were deeply in trance yep. and in chains and you were in a very submissive mode. Oh yeah. And yet, yet you still had this desire to dominate the scene. Parts of it. Parts of or it. Or add to it. Yes, exactly. Like in a... Topping fashion. Exactly. Yeah, topping from the bottom, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's a thing. Exactly. So that's a thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. But we'd never really considered that. Well, it's never occurred. Well, that's been a, an occurrence. So now it is, right? So now I'm going to say that that would be great, right? Like for you But to... I want it to happen organically too, yes. not force like I have to do something now because exactly. I've talked about it. <laughs> no, no, exactly. 
No, what I want us to be able to do together is explore sexuality as it occurs, mm. right? And not have it be like, it has to be this way or that way. I think, you know, what's interesting is we start our dynamic in a very programmable experience. I was the dominant, mm -hmm. you were the submissive, and that's and how that's that what we're looking go. for, yeah. And, and that's where we started. But what we've come to over several years of thousands of iterations yeah. is that there's a, a deeper conversation about sexuality. And in that conversation about sexuality, you've now looked deeply into dominating your sexuality yes. or submitting in your sexuality. And now what you're talking about I like is both blending. parts. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like both parts. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's, it's like the 360 it's degree so experience. Like we spent five years figuring out 180 degrees. Now we're in the other 180 degrees. Yeah, I agree. And what's happening is you want to dip into the other 180 degrees, like when you're in the in the one mm -hmm. or the other. So mm -hmm. it's just a. That's it, why this this topic fits with the chapter. It's it like does, so yeah. right on. It's exploration, and I feel like the flexibility that Sarah has to go from bottom to top to top mm -hmm. to bottom. I think that, that aligns with, like, we can actually relate to her mm -hmm. because we have that same experience. What's interesting about this in, you know, there's all kinds of people, all kinds of flavors, but, you know, everyone makes a big deal like, oh, someone's bi. That means they have yeah. the possibility of playing with multiple partners. Yeah. But if you think about it too, it's the same thing when you're a switch that you, you know, depending on how you're wired, you have options of being able to explore all parts of your sexuality with same or various partners, depending on the context, right? right? And that's huge because if you aren't a switch, let's say, you could be technically fully self-fulfilled as a sexual creature in that context. You could find a way, partner, that kind of thing, whatever scenario to make that. But if you're a switch and you don't know how to act upon it, right. you could be really partially fulfilled as a sexual creature, even if it's really super great, right? right. But not really knowing the full context of full expression without this. So I think the sex explorer part of what we're up to is super important. Well, I think it's interesting. I think it's an expansion of both your and my experience of sexuality in yeah. the first place. Yeah. But secondly, of what's available to us as human beings totally. who are sex forward and sex positive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To just not have there be constraints around sexuality. Mm -hmm. So that if you are in a emotional space of being a dominant you can be a dominant. If you're in the emotional space of being a diaper-wearing adult baby, mm -hmm. you can be that space right. if you're in a, you know. So it's not like you have to adopt a fetish or a lane or right. a kink in particular. You can just explore it all because there's nothing wrong and there's no way right, that's right, right way to be. I, that's how lucky I have a partner where I get to explore like that. Yeah, very that, cool. That's the greatest thing. Yeah. So thank you, Mako. <laughs> yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Okay.